name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Merry Christmas. You can see me, but I can't see you. Don't even know who's here. Well, it's the most wonderful time of the year. With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you to be of good cheer. It's the hap happiest season of all. I mean, it really is fun, isn't it? I mean, it's just with all the lights and the, the special music and the cooler weather and the, the sweet treats and the presents. It's just fun. Love Christmas. And it's nostalgic. I mean, we really attach a lot of nostalgia to Christmas. I mean, almost all of us, I would imagine, have certain family traditions that we cannot do without every year. It's a, it's a meal we have to have or a place that we all go to see the lights or we, uh, you know, the kids are always huddled around granddad to hear the night before Christmas or come to church. So Christmas is fun and it is nostalgic and it is expensive. Man, and it is a, I mean, let's just be honest, it's a lot of family. It's a lot of family. And, and it, is, uh, it is stressful, and it can be painful if there is an empty chair. I mean, Christmas just brings with it so many emotions, right? Some really wonderful highs and some lows. And so what we do is we compartmentalize, right? I mean, because we really, we stuff some stuff down deep because we love, we really do love the fun and the traditions. We just can't go there, right, with the other stuff. And so we smile a lot and we put on our reindeer antler headbands or our, um, you know, our battery-powered Santa Claus hats. And, and even, we do that even while there's just lots going on down underneath the surface. Now, I, I don't know how much you have had to compartmentalize this year, but I want to tell you that that stuff underneath, that is what Jesus came for. That's what Jesus came for. Now, at our best, our very best, all the lights and the expensive presents, they're a celebration that Jesus came, and not a competition with our neighbor or our ex-spouse. But uh, from Jesus' perspective, the reason that he came, and in fact, the reason that he came the way he came, it was for the hard stuff, for the human stuff. You know, there's that wonderful verse from the Gospel of John, that light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So I want to highlight three things from the Christmas story that I hope will be a great encouragement to you, that will add great joy to all of your smiling celebrations, and will also add healing balm to those hurts fears that are below the surface. So, three things. History, helpfulness, and hope. 
history, hopefulness, and hopeless. But first, history. The Christmas story is a true story. It's a true story. It actually happened in actual history. And we might have got some of the peripheral details wrong. I mean, like, the scriptures actually don't say anything about a donkey, Mary and Joseph. We always tell the story of a donkey. So maybe a few peripheral details. But the substance of the story itself, all true. The Son of God, born to a virgin called Mary in Bethlehem. That's a true story. It happened. And it happened at a particular moment in history. And that's why Luke, the author of the gospel, tells us that Jesus' birth happened during the reign of Caesar Augustus, while Quirinius was the governor of Syria. What Luke's doing is he's highlighting, circling, underlining the historicity of the birth of Jesus. It's not a fairy tale to entertain us. It is not a fable to teach us a lesson. It's not a legend. It happened. True story. The Christmas story declares that at a moment in time, the infinite revealed itself in the finite. The divine intersected with the earthly. The cosmic God who hung the stars in their places, who created the intricacy of nuclear physics throughout the universe, the God that spoke into nothing and said let there be earth and sky and there was earth and sky all of that packed amazingly into one baby boy who depended upon his mother to care for him just the way you and I depended upon our mother to care for us the mighty God became mighty small and mighty vulnerable and mighty helpless on purpose on purpose at a moment in history a little over 2,000 years ago in modern day Palestine God came among us as a human infant flesh and bone, heart and mind who needed to be held and fed and rocked to sleep Underneath all of our lights and our bows and our jingle bells is a true story of God being born among us. The light of God shining into the darkness of our world. And so history is the first point. God really did bear himself into the world in this way. But the second point, really hinges on the story being true. The second point is the Christmas story's helpfulness. Helpfulness. Now, whether we're having a particularly bah humbug kind of Christmas season or not, we could well hear the proclamation of the angels, peace on earth, and wonder if there's actually really any intersection between the Christmas story and our actual lives. I mean, between the global news cycle 
and that one cousin who cannot sit at the dinner table without bringing up politics. We just, I mean, peace on earth just seems like a dream. But it turns out that the peace, that shalom that the angels promised was not the absence of war, not the absence of personal conflict, but the peace that the angels proclaimed through the child that they announced was an inner peace in the midst of and probably even despite the world around us. And of course, this is the very peace that we need for all the stuff underneath the surface. It's the peace that won't come from giving bigger presents or from getting bigger presents or from another round of eggnog or even from the absence of violence in our world. But it only comes, it only comes from having Christ in our lives. You may remember that the Old Testament prophet Isaiah predicted that a virgin would be with child and the child would be called Emmanuel. It turns out that in the fulfillment of that scripture, Emmanuel wasn't the child's name, but in fact, it was rather a description of Jesus. For the Hebrew word Emmanuel means God with us. God with us. And of course, this is one of Jesus' great promises to his disciples and to us. I will be with you always, right? Emmanuel. But coming in the way that he chose to come, being born into poverty, his life dependent upon the care of his teenage mother, born into a world where political upheaval was the norm, raised in a blue-collar, hard-working, hand-to-mouth family, his credibility constantly being challenged, it all just makes God so relatable. So relatable. The late British novelist Dorothy Sayers said it so well when she wrote this. The incarnation means that for whatever reason God chose to let us suffer, to be subject to sorrows and death, he has nonetheless had the honesty and the courage to take his own medicine. For he himself has gone through the whole of human experience from the trivial trivial irritations of family life and the cramping restrictions of hard work and lack of money to the worst horrors of pain and humiliation defeat despair and death he was born in poverty and suffered infinite pain all for us and thought it well worth his while now if we've got a god who actually came among us and really does see us and knows what we are going through, then we're starting to get somewhere. I mean, because if you've got a family who is questioning your intentions, or if you're staring down bitter disappointment, if you've got a friend who has turned their back on you, if you've got people pouting on you, but you're not meeting their expectations, if you're discouraged by the generation around you or just about anything else that you may be stuffing down deep, Jesus gets it. He's been there. And he is with you. Whether you need to apologize or whether you need to forgive or whether you just need to take a breath and have some space, he's with you. 
light shining in the darkness. Who's going to see through it? So there is history, and there's helpfulness, but finally, there is hopefulness. The story is told of a little girl who came home from Sunday school in tears. The children were to have drawn pictures of the Christmas story, and the best ones were going to be picked for the Christmas bulletin. But hers was not chosen, because she had drawn a fluffy sheep and written over the top, Mary had a little lamb. The children thought, that's not a Christmas story. They giggled at her. The teacher looked at her with pity. It did not feel good. The pastor heard about it. And he asked to see the picture. And he immediately, when he saw it, took out his wallet and offered to pay the girl $5 for her picture. Saying he was going to frame it and put it in his office. He said, that is the, one of the most profound Christmas drawings that I have ever seen. Of course, the girl beamed with pride, but it turns out the pastor wasn't just being kind. For what he saw in that moment from the crayons of this little girl was that the Virgin Mary did have a little lamb, the Lamb of God who would take away the sin of the world. The historicity means the story, the historicity of the story means that God did come among us. The helpfulness means that he sees us and he knows us and he walks through uh, life's trials with us. But the hopefulness of the Christmas story is that he didn't just come to get us through the day. He didn't just come to get us through the season. He came to get us. He came for you and for me. Peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinner reconciled. That's why he came. He came as a baby, not just to experience human life from cradle to grave, but to redeem human life from cradle to grave. If he was only God, he could not have tasted death. And if he was only human, he could not have overcome death. But in his divine genius and grace, he coupled divine nature with human nature. So that as a human, he could submit to death, and as God, he could atone for our sin and overcome death in victory for us. Mary did have a little lamb, and thank God for it. The inner peace that the angels promised is not possible without knowing that by God's grace, heaven is on the horizon. That we have been reconciled to God, that we are loved beyond our imagining that we are held eternally in his hands. That is the ball or the hard stuff that we struck down here. So don't be lulled into thinking that the Christmas story is merely sweet and quaint. It is a story of God and a rescue mission for you and for me. It is a story of light shining in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. It is a story of Mary, of the power of the Holy Spirit, having for us the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, the sins committed by us and the sins committed against us.
taken them away. But it is a true story from history. And it is the helpful story of Emmanuel, God with us. It is the hope of the world. For indeed, Mary had a little lamb. Peace on earth, mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Merry Christmas. Amen.